Matt, what is your best experience so far in education? Easy, mate. Must be last year when I was out in South Africa teaching as an international volunteer. Learned so much about myself, both personally and professionally. And to be honest with you, I can't wait to go out and do it again, but this time somewhere new. Well, that's ideal. I might have something right up your street, mate. I know a charity called Learn, Achieve, Become, and they've got some class projects over in Madagascar, Kenya and Central America, and they look to provide free education to children who need it most. Sounds absolutely perfect, mate. Where can I sign up? Well, firstly, go and check out their website at www.learnachievebecome.org and you can get all the information on there about their projects that they've got ongoing right now and also how to become a volunteer as well. Perfect. And where can I find them on Instagram? At learn underscore achieve underscore become. And make sure you're following at the Teachers of Tomorrow so we can guide you in the right direction if you want to become a volunteer. Hey guys, and welcome back to the latest Teachers of Tomorrow podcast episode with your co-host, Matt, soon to be Mr. Aldring. And your co-host, Sam, soon to be Mr. Gregory. And we are here to share our journey, experiences and views on all things education. Yes, guys, welcome back to another Teach of Tomorrow podcast episode with myself, Matt, and my co-host, of course, Sam. And uh, tonight, tonight or this evening, you know, depending on where you're listening, uh, we are joined by COO of the company Now Press Play, the wonderful Tilly Brook. Tilly, first of all, thank you for coming on the pod. It's an absolute pleasure to get you on. Uh, how are you? I'm doing great. Um, it's been it's been a bundle of laughs before anything's even started. So yeah, I'm really <laughs> meeting you. Both. We won't we won't mention anything about that. It's nice, <laughs> purely professional. No, nothing, Strict, nothing to see here. Strictly professional only. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, no, it's, you know it's great to have you on Tilly. Like I say, Sam, um, Sam obviously explained a bit more about uh, how he connected with you and things like that. But yeah, you know we had a nice conversation last week, and it was a. Uh, you know, bundle of laughs as it all, as it has been already. So I'm um, I'm feeling good, feeling confident. This is going to be a good, fun, professional, maybe a little bit intelligent episode. So I'm uh, I'm ready to go. <laughs> no pressure then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. So uh, in a minute, I'm just going to ask Tilly to introduce herself a bit more in regards to who she is and what her business represents. But uh, how me and Tilly actually connected is that I actually set up a Twitter account not not too long ago. And I've delved into the education world of Twitter and it's brilliant. Uh, there's loads of like free webinars, uh, connecting with loads of people. And like, honestly, literally in the first week of being on it, I saw this webinar for active learning. That's something that I'm really, really passionate about. And there Tilly was organizing, leading the chat and doing an unbelievable job. And then I think, I think the day after I just, yeah, just um, swung Tilly Tested a message. Me. Yeah, yeah. Me after to get her on. Like, yeah, yeah. On, get, ask Matty, what, 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 what do you think? And then just yeah, ask Tilly, um, how does she feel about coming on to the podcast? And yeah, luckily she she said yeah, and she she liked what what the teachers of tomorrow are about. And she's yeah, she's uh, thankfully come onto the podcast to explain herself a little, little bit more and do do herself justice compared to me, me and Matty, to be honest with you. So yeah, Tilly, would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners? And just elaborate on your background and just explain what exactly is now press play please yeah of course it's lovely to meet you both um so my name's tilly tilly brook and as as you both introduced me i'm the coo so the chief operating officer at now press play um 
so now press play has been going for nine years next year's our 10th birthday um and i have done every single job that has ever existed um in now press play so it's been it's been a, a wonderful learning journey for me as an individual um but i'll tell you a little bit about now press play first of all so it's a social enterprise and our mission is to make the curriculum accessible and engaging for all primary school students. And the way that we do that is that we um, give the children a pair of wireless headphones, they put them on, they're immersed in sound and they become the main character in the story and they meet people, discover places and solve problems on educational adventures that they genuinely will never forget. Um, so it was actually founded in 2012 by three friends who love learning but hate sitting down. Um, I wasn't one of those friends, but my brother was, which was my my way in through the back door. Um, so that it was Alice Lacey, who's our CEO and co-founder. She at the time was a theatre director. Um, Oscar Wood, who is a friend of theirs, who at the time was doing music and drama across schools in Tower Hamlets in London. And then Louis, my brother, who at the time was working um, as a community finance banker. And so they were all not long out of uni, starting their careers. And um, I think it was around about 2010 and silent discos were really fashionable at the time. I don't know. Have you ever done one? They're still, they're still class now, to be fair. <laughs> they're actually amazing. Honestly, just yeah, like, yeah. just, God, you literally are in there. You're in the music. They're so good. <laughs> yeah, it's your own mini world, but a connected world. And that's definitely something that sort of feeds through into Now Press Play as well. So at the time, Alice was using her theatre director head and was like, oh, I want to use this type of technology to deliver stories in which the audience would be part of it. And so she called Alice and Oscar, had a chat. Louis was like instantly hooked on the idea that you can make theatre that could be downloaded anywhere in the world and, and you would be the active participant in it. And Oscar, with his kind of teacher head on, was like, we should try this with children. And, you know, the seed for Now Press Play was grown. So the first story they wrote was about aliens <laughs> uh, you know just a random story they were going to test it out we they used mp3 players the headphones oh, had wires yeah. and were connected to them you know um and, and they went into one of the schools that oscar worked at and the teachers were amazed at how engaged all the pupils were um, and so they talked about, you know, that child there has never listened in such a way before. Um, so the next logical step was how can we make this applicable to the curriculum and learning? So linking the experiences, obviously, to the topics that the teachers have to deliver. So then over the next two years, because that was about 2010, they started researching, developing and getting together. I think the first one, we had maybe six or 10 experiences at the very beginning. Um, Meanwhile, back another two years, I was a, a penniless actress, um, you know, aspiring to kind of to make it, you know, working make it big. Pub, yeah, exactly, doing little pub shows and stuff. Um, but during the day, I was um, a TA in a primary school. Um, and like, as I said, Louis was uh, obviously one of the co-founders. So we'd been talking about it, kind of connecting um, and I still wanted to be an actress and I'd been to Union America and I was like, right, I'm going to go back to America. I'm going to make it big. Um, I'm not coming back to London, uh, which didn't quite happen. Um, and I realized if I wanted to stay there, I'd have to get like a green card. So how could I do that? No one would marry me unless I paid them like 10K as, as a penniless actress. <laughs> no one would marry me. <laughs> like, Come on, marry me. Give me a green card. It wouldn't work. I didn't have 10K. So I was like, and, and now, like, I was thinking about this story to tell you guys, and I was like, how absurd. Like, I thought a good way of being an actress was to come home, 
franchise now press play bring now press play to america because if i could have a business over there they would let me live there and then become an actress oh my god little did i know what was entailed in like running your own business but anyway (laughs) with this kind of cuckoo head on i came back to london and was like yeah i'm gonna like um shadow you guys and i'll take it over and realized that they'd only just launched the product we were still delivering workshops at that time in the schools um and we knew we wanted to move to a subscription model, but it was very early days. So very quickly, I kind of got completely um, sucked into it and, and passionate about what we were doing and why we were doing it and became a director. Um, and yeah, now we're straight in... Straight into a director role. That's definitely the brother's influence <laughs> straight away. No, well, no, none of that, I mean, none of that pencil pushing at the bottom, just straight into the top. Well, what, what happened... It's about who you know, Matty. It's about who it you really know. It really is. It really is. <laughs> it's also about, you know, blood money. Like, at the beginning, there was nothing. <laughs> you know, we were knocking on empty doors. Like, no one knew now for a play. Um, so, yeah, no one was getting paid for it. We were all doing it for the, the passion and the love because we'd seen the impact with children. Um, so, yeah, I was still penniless. <laughs> but, but I was enjoying what I was doing. So, yeah, yeah. That, that was kind of how I got involved with it. Um, and then Louis and Oscar sort of went on their ways into other companies. And me and Alice kind of really worked super hard over the last kind of eight, eight nine years, kind of really building the company up. And it's turned into a subscription service where schools subscribe for the year. Um, we've gone from 10 experiences to 76. And we've got another six about to be released and we add new content every year and we're in just under 500 schools so it's been a long journey and it's really beginning to kind of happen now um yeah yeah the moral of the story kids stick at it (laughs) yeah don't go into acting basically that's the moral of the story (laughs) does that mean you're does that mean you're still hoping to go back to america then tilly with this acting well do you know what um, I don't think I'm as obsessed with America as I was um, kind of 10, 20 years ago. Uh, but yeah, I, I still think like now Press Play could, could, could be in other countries. And, you know, that's yeah, something yeah. that we're starting to think about as well. So. Not could, it will. That's a positive yeah. attitude you've got to have. See. <laughs> there you go. Um, before Sam sort of delves into the first question, uh, you know, like I say, we spoke about the company and, uh, you know, when Sam told me about it, I was, I was immediately sort of hooked on the idea um, and then speaking to you as well about it, you know, last week in the call, um, you can see the passion coming through and the, and the idea and the immersive experience. I think, I think the audio side of things, especially, you know, with what we're doing here on the podcast, we kind of understand the power of audio, you know, because this is what we're doing. So it's, um, it's nice to have you guys, you come on and talk about how to use that in school. Cause I think it, it, it does give something that is unique, um, which obviously will, We'll delve into more, but um, if you do want to follow Now Press Play on Twitter, then do go across um, follow them on at Now Press Play. Um, and of course, if you want to follow us, do head over on at TFT Pod on Twitter um, and at the Teach of Tomorrow on Instagram. Always there, do chuck us a DM and do make sure after this that you go onto Apple Podcasts and chuck us a little rate and review because we would be very thankful and we're nice people, so be nice to us. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Sam. You jump straight into the questions, mate. This is why we got them, so we don't go off tangent. So, Tilly, you've obviously elaborated a bit on your your background um, and your previous work within the classroom as well. So, has your passion for active learning, that was obviously very much evident within um, Now Press Play, has that stemmed from your creative background or did it come from your personal experience within the classroom, like seeing kids and not being engaged with particular subjects or, or or work or was it just a combination of, of both 
Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, definitely a bit of both. Um, uh, you know, I came to Now Press Play and the concept was already there. But I think, you know, what all of us have in common is that it, it, we're all from a kind of theatrical background in that sense of learning through doing. So, you know, if I if I take it back to me, you know, my primary school was absolutely brilliant at the creative arts. Um, our head teacher was called Mary Cavan. She was super inspirational. Um, and so that was like a gift for me from a young age to, to have that confidence of being able to move and speak and project and have that as a skill that was really valued in our school. Um, and then I was really lucky in secondary school, it, was a pretty bad secondary school except for the studio theater um which <laughs> had like a little black box proper theater um and again my, my teacher mark patterson like I, you know it's the same word but truly inspirational the only reason i really enjoyed that school um and and it was through the theater that i learned how to learn and that i got a passion for it and i was excited by the characters the people you know having to empathize put yourself into the situation of and then to understand that character, you've got to research the historical context. And so everything had more meaning to it and more reason. Whereas when I was in my history class, it was a bit, it was a passive recipient of information. So have, learning through that way by doing was something that, that I definitely excel more in than kind of consuming it in other ways. Um, so yes, I think for me, part of that is my history um, and my personal experience. Uh, also, when I was working as a TA, I was doing you know intervention work with small groups and individuals and those children that I was given were the children that weren't doing succeeding by sitting down in the classroom. So I had to find other ways, activities, games, role play, let's stand up, let's go in the playground, let's act out, let, you know, when we were reading, like making it really fun and engaging. And um, so it was by doing it other than the kind of usual classroom setup that, that mm. I noticed that those children, and often it was like boys or groups of boys um, that I was given, that they were becoming more engaged. I was also running like a drama after school club. And again, seeing like skills that children were acquiring, like collaboration, you know, thinking up ideas, um, you know, speech, language, projection, all of those skills just, I think are really invaluable and they're quite hard to get from, from other subjects and, and drama allows you movement, uh, allows you to experiment with those things. So for me personally, uh, yeah. I value all those things. And also I've got two young boys, you know, one's two and one's five and they don't learn by me telling them stuff. They learn because we've got the science experiment out much to my dismay at like 6 a.m. in the morning. And they're like, what happens <laughs> if I put lemon with oil? And you're like, oh my God, it's too early. Okay, let's have a look. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is that active engagement. And I think it, it you know, and, and you know, from the webinar when you were there, some that like we were talking with the other teachers, that it can be really simple from like a child, uh, you know, a teacher being in the classroom and getting everyone to stand up, turn around, and sit back down again, just to kind of refresh the brain to kind yeah. of more complex things like now press play or, or or kind of using role play as a way yeah. of learning. Just on that, Matt. Sorry, sorry, just before you you jump in, it's no, no. It's, in, it's, in no, no. it's interesting. Um, that you said about this immersive learning, because actually today in school we had this conversation, and that um, the teachers were talking about like French lessons that they're meant to be delivering, and it's very like formal, it's on sheets, and both mm. of them are thinking like, what is the point in this? Because the kids are not learning anything; that, there's nothing to learn. The only way to learn like another language is through interaction, physically mm. doing it, and immersiveness. Now, 
this might be a million million dollar idea here, Tilly, but have you considered doing like languages through now press play? And I will be painting in that if that does go go, go through it now press play. But I'm just really sorry to say we've already thought of it. Oh yeah, yeah. This is this is why um, Tilly's ahead of the game. She's too CEO. slow, mate. Too slow. <laughs> no, I was, yeah, just, I, was, I was just curious. I was just yeah, just interested to see if, if that is something that, that you do within now press play as well. Yeah, I mean, now press play is very cross-curricular. So, you know, we're from early years all the way through to uh, Key Stage 2. Um, so we work across the whole school. And I think some actually that's sometimes something that's quite interesting when I have spoken to teachers that some resources are normally Key Stage 1 early years and then others are Key Stage 2. And it's not often you get a resource that is, this, you know, used across the school. Um, but, yeah, I think that way of engaging with children, you know, role play in early years in Key Stage 1 is more prevalent than it is in Key Stage 2. And I think what now Press Play enables and allows is that kind of freedom of movement play whilst bringing in kind of learning um learning outcomes and, and objectives so you know if they are doing the French we're not teaching them how to do the French you know the teacher is still there being the teacher but it's a place where you can practice it in situ um, yeah. and what children will often say in now press play is like oh I felt like I was really there and it was happening to me and I think you know you touched on that the, the sound and like the power of sound and audio to mm. capture every child's mind you know because what they're drawing on uh, is their own imagination. So they become creators, you know, it's child-centered, it's led by them. And you're sort of feeding their imagination with the sound effects and words and, and ideas. Um, and I yeah, almost so facilitating it, aren't you really? It's kind of mm. letting, them, letting them build on the experience themselves. And I think a lot of children, particularly ones that may struggle to, you know, passively be told, you know, what to, what to write and how to write and things like that, them children and other children that you know do excel in that that way but I think for the children that don't excel it gives them a real good opportunity to kind of bridge that gap and I think it gives them a real big opportunity to express themselves in a way that they may not be able to sat down at a desk with one of us stood in front of them telling them or asking them questions in a class of 30 you know I think it allows them that opportunity to to express themselves in a way that they see fit and it suits them and I guess I guess it depends on what character you are but I guarantee I can imagine that the majority of characters that may struggle um to sit at the class for for an hour sit still probably got a bit about them do you know what I mean they probably got a bit of personality about them that they that they need to be out there and showing showing themselves off and being confident I think that that's one of the beauties of of this immersive experience is that it allows them to do that yeah, I mean, I think it definitely reaches out to the whole spectrum of a, of a class, mm. you know, abilities, no matter where they've come from, what, you know, some children may be given lots of rich life experiences and taken on holidays and go traveling across the UK or abroad if they're lucky. And some children have very limited life experiences and don't go beyond that five mile radius. And that initially is kind of where the majority of our schools and, and is what our social mission is all about, like engaging those children in particular um, and giving them something that they can draw upon that feeds their imagination, excites them, engages them. And, you know, although they're all doing the same thing, they may have a different emotional response to it. And that, that's not right or wrong. That's just your experience. And I think um, that's a beauty of it too. And well, they, I'm assuming they'll have like a different interpretation as well in their own mind. Cause whilst obviously, I guess they maybe will listen to the same thing. 
it's like anything, you know, when you tell a child to write a story or you give them the bits and pieces, but they all tend to write something a bit different, don't they? And I guess that this this audio um, audio experience will allow them to do that as well, you know, manipulate and change things a little bit to kind of their imagination, their creativity. Mm. And, you know, those, depending on what the writing activity is after, because it's very flexible, like a teacher could link it to their own piece of writing, they could use a suggestion from us, but, you know, on a very basic level, the story arc is already there. So, you know, the scaffolding in a sense is there and then it's just the children, they want to share what happens to them afterwards. You know, it gets them back on turf, we have a discussion. There's, you know, there's some vocabulary there that they've come across, they've done it too. You know, you know, one of my teachers shared on Twitter something and said, how can, how can you write about it if you haven't experienced it? And this is, is really empowering everyone to do that. Absolutely, yeah. Um, Even in my last placement, I was in the year two class and we did a couple of drama style English lessons and yeah they absolutely buzzed off it like and that was you know kind of with me so I mean you know imagine imagine if they had it some which was half decent they'd be all right <laughs> um, you talked about obviously your social mission and particularly about that's kind of one of the one of the real important key elements of your of now press play um, in terms of encouraging schools to get involved how do you go about doing that and you know, how do you kind of, obviously, it's easy to kind of explain the benefits of of now press play, but how do you go about showing them? Um, do you know, it's such a, uh, I guess that's been my challenge for the last nine years. <laughs> oh, there you go then, see? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> you, should, like, you should, you should like, know how to answer the question, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, I'm like, hmm. Um, you know, I think the best thing with now press play I've discovered is like literally put the headphones on and and hear it because you know I've been at events and bets and ed shows and different things um and you can tell someone about it and you can talk about it and you can show a photo and all of that goes to some way to describing it but when a teacher puts on the headphones and can hear it then they start to go oh that's how that child might respond and they imagine it or even better what what we try and do the most thing is to say to people if you're interested we come to your school you well, we used to come to your school. Now we train you remotely, <laughs> um, but we deliver the equipment. We train you remotely in an hour session. You can have the equipment for the whole week. You know, one of our team members will will map how you can use it across the week. So every class can experiment and use an Alpha Play experience, link it to follow on work, have those discussions, see the impact on their class. Because I think what's really important is that a whole school has to buy into it. It's not like we don't try and voice something on someone and just be like, just just use it. Um, so they can see the impact on their own children. Um, and at the end of that week, you know, you let us know whether you want to continue and become a now press play school and join our community or we take it away. So it's kind of, you know, string yeah. free <laughs> if you yeah, like yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nine years, nine years worth of work right there, Tilly. There you go. So <laughs> I'm so easily easy. done. There you go. That's why you're C- COO now. See, that's why you're not director anymore. COO. Yeah. I was just gonna just follow up on the, on that question actually. So obviously, Matty asked about how do you initially encourage schools to actually take part in now press play. Now, a lot a lot of these things that are externally resourced and stuff. Like teachers inevitably think, oh, this is a great idea. Even like the whole school might be like, oh, this is a great idea. But only like we'll use it for like the first couple of weeks because they just don't have they don't have the time or or, or whatever they say. How have you found now press play um, going schools? Do you feel like 
uh, schools do use it and do buy into it within their whole curriculum and do, do your subscription uh, subscription numbers um, match that from from schools in regards to actually seeing seeing the now press play through. Yeah. Um, okay. So a stat for us is we've got an eighty percent resubscription rate, which I think speaks volumes. Yeah. And I'm super enough, proud yeah. of that. Um, and something that you know we always do is is we don't go and pitch now press play to a school. You know, we talk to a school and we find out about them. What are their needs? What are their pupils like? What are their priorities? What do they want? And if if their priority is maths or you know something that we you know isn't one of our strong points then you know we will say like maybe this isn't for you right now like if you know let, why don't, let's meet again in a year because there's no point going to the hassle of coming in doing a demo you guys wasting your time and no one going ahead with it so we spend a lot of time yeah. before we even come in for that trial to really try and understand the school yeah. and then the next thing is you know when when it is implemented um and we try and do as much of this ahead of the the trial as possible but like thinking about mapping it into your curriculum so your account manager is there you know we don't just train you and walk away you have an account manager that's dedicated to you they'll do like a termly check-in because you know from experience different schools adopt in different ways some year groups are quick some year groups are slow um so we we are there to offer that continual support um and you can grow with now press play as well there's other things you can do so you can use it to access other audio resources so some schools um uh, some schools will use it to kind of i guess help children to concentrate so sometimes when they're doing i don't know creative rights or the free right and they might pull the curtains and light the candle and play music but not all the children want to listen to the music so you can put the headphones on and then they can opt in or out or you know so there's there's lots of very simple tricks that i could going to talking about how you can use audio stories and sound stimuluses and again it's just like another way of a teacher to use something to capture their attention enhance listening skills um sometimes people have used it for meditation or you know getting the children to write their own stories so if a child knows that they're writing something and then you're going to record it and play it back like suddenly there's like a listener right so you can use it in different ways so um as a subscription we can help you to develop and there'll be different schools that will start with that or work towards it in their five or six fifth or sixth year it's almost like sounds like you can give the teachers like a different school uh school set skill set like you know it sounds like you can even just in that little um pitch there almost where you were talking about the different ways that you could adapt and use now press play in that kind of like 30 second clip straight away as a, as a teacher I'm starting to think like right well what what groups can I I could separate a group off and give that them while I'm doing this English lesson or I've got this mm-hmm. history lesson so I can separate them into groups and this group can do one thing and this group can do the other you know so like you, you're almost offering teachers uh, just a different kind of teaching tool and like a almost teaching um, pedagogy really what what I love is what I've learned is that teachers use it in so many different ways so you know I had one school um, where online safety is always something you know this is pre-COVID as well but like you know online safety is always something we try and engage parents in and so you do all these kind of workshops and what they decided to use uh, was use our online safety experience they'd split the class up like half of the kids with their parents would do the now press play online safety experience all together and then all have a discussion and suddenly mum dad parent whoever it is there for the child is actively involved again and not just being told information by the teacher um and and something that now press play does is really level 
the playing field between all children. And if you're a teacher and you join in, you become on an equal footing with the children. Um, and I think parents feel that too. So yeah. there are many ways that it can be used um, quite creatively. Get me involved. Get me involved as a teacher. <laughs> I'm in. I'm, I'm, I need the headphones on now. <laughs> just, just, just picking up on... <laughs> Just picking, just picking on something, picking up on something that you said earlier to me in regards to um, how you say about uh, active learning and different schools like using it for early years, key stage one, key stage two. And I think, especially in primary school as well, I think we need to remember as well that these kids, they're, they're still only 10, 11 years old. Like this immersive uh, active learning is going to be huge for them and they're going to be engaged with it because their kids like and they love being active and like you said about your social mission now these kids who've not had these experiences in regards like go going places or, or trips and things like this, this this actually fully immerses them into these actual experiences and just pushes them further into their, their mind in terms of what they can create and, and what and what they produce i just i just think it's a it's a brilliant idea and i, and I, f- I feel i feel like a lot of, a lot of schools could take on the approach of of potentially being, being more active rather than thinking oh we've got to like just mm. get in all, all the structure all the points to make make this right and we're actually where's the creativity in that because essentially you are scribing for the kids you want the kids yeah. to be able to scribe for themselves and bring that cre- creativity because well, they're kids and and and, and, they, and they can do it they've got unbelievable minds they've got un- unbelievable minds well mm-hmm. it's like I, you must have observed, observed plenty of lessons as well tilly and same with you, Sam. Like I've never seen a lesson that's gone outside or gone out of the classroom or been done in an active way not go well. I've yeah. never seen I've never seen a lesson where the teacher's done something different and they've moved around the classroom or they've gone outside and the kids haven't been engaged. I've never seen it, mate. Like, mate the, the other day for science, right? The, the other day for science, right? Um, me, me and the me and the class teacher just fought on the spot. We're like, right, we're doing shadows. The summer's out. It was a beautiful day. We're like, right, let's just go outside. Let's just go and measure sh- uh, shadows. Let's go get like different objects. Let's go play games with it. And as soon as, mm-hmm. as soon as we said we're going outside, the kids were like celebrating. They were buzzing. But the actual learning outcome was so much better than actually just being sat in a classroom. And the kids loved it. And it was just literally from being outside. And it didn't impact on the actual lesson ab- uh, outcome or the objective. And I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't have the research for this, but I don't know if there's like people feel a bit nervous about going outside of their class because it might stem into into like their experience of like teaching PE and being able to like control the kids whilst they're outside. But if you've got like a structured lesson and and it's in within a confined area or, or just let them explore, like, and you do it more often, the kids will know what the expectations are. And I just don't think the fear of oh the behavior thing should off put people from doing out, outdoor learning. I just think it's the best thing, especially when the weather's like it's been this week as well. I think that that's flexibility as well, isn't it? And empowering kind of the SLT, empowering teachers to feel that they can do that, which is something, you know, again, in the webinar, some of our, you know, excellent speakers were talking about. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier before Tilly um, about the business kind of start to take off now recently. Um mm-hmm. You know, in terms of the pandemic and things going on over the last a year, 18 months, however long it's been now, how has that affected the business and how have you guys had to kind of adapt to going to schools and working with schools and, and pushing now press play out there? 
Um, it's always a good question, a COVID question. <laughs> um, yeah, not just a pretty how, face, Tilly, I'll tell you that. Not just a pretty face over here. Um, we know we're doing. No, but it is, it's, it's true. Like, how did we, how are we all surviving it? I mean, it's, it's, it's relentless, isn't it? But also, um, it's also been really opening, I think, in many, many ways. For all the bad, there has been some good things that happen. Um, and I think, you know, very rapidly within a week of lockdown one, we realised that we needed to act fast to ensure that the children who, who had access to Nalpress Play could continue to have access. Um, and until that point, it was a box of equipment in a school. Um, so we were like, oh, what do we do? What do we do? Uh, so we created an at-home package, um, cleverly called at home, like everyone else's. <laughs> um, um, but basically we created a, a very simple uh, access point on our website for all of our schools where the teachers could give passwords to parents um, and then send them uh, the experiences. So it was, nice. you know, children, everyone, not, you know, everyone was suddenly confined, weren't we? We were all locked up. Everyone's life experiences were limited. Um, and so much of it at the beginning, we were all scrabbling around, like, how do we teach? What's remote learning? What does it look like? Um, and I think the beauty of, of our resource that already existed was that it wasn't screen based. Mm, and it yeah. brought in that active and that imagination that we've been talking about and that well-being. Um, and that was definitely something that we realized like so much lovely stuff on social media about it being used. Um, obviously, the children in school could still continue using the equipment as well. And there were other ways of, you know, it meaning that teachers could have a lesson where children could be spread out and still really easily hear it. You know, the sound goes through walls if they're not too thick. So you could have two groups in different rooms doing the same thing. So we were really trying to understand how it could be used. Um, and then we also created a kind of free section where we had um, four different experiences that we just wanted anybody to be able to use so that they could try it. Um, and then uh, we had some really lovely stuff come back. So there was one girl, we had a, a rocks experience, which was um, a challenge that one teacher had set us once saying, if you can make rocks interesting, you know, <laughs> I'm a convert. And so we were like, <laughs> right, we'll do that. Yeah. Um, so we do, we have a rocks experience. Um, and this girl, as a result of it, um, made a video of herself doing a rock rap. Um, it's really great. A rock rap? Yeah, I'm going to send it to you afterwards. I love it. Yes. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Tweet us, tweet that to us, and we will put that out there, hundred percent. I'm all for the rock. I'm all for the rock rap. <laughs> She's so brilliant at it, but yeah, I mean, she used her creativity. She had to recall facts. She had to obviously think about rhyme, rhythm, write a song. She put it to music. She'd obviously styled herself and thought about. She had her little sister come out in the background and do a bit. So you know, again, all of these different elements of learning, creating, which are, are what I call lifelong skills, and not just kind of learning for the moment, um, came out of doing an experience that inspired her to see herself as a creator. Um, and then there was another child. Um, that kind of ended up writing a blog for us with Iris, but she'd been set homework from her school to write, and she's a reluctant writer. Um, and so she didn't. Oh, we all. Oh, we all. But what she did want to do was write her own now press play experience, and so she decided oh, to record yeah. it as a like a now press play audio adventure. And she did again all the facts, all the research, and put this thing together. Um, so you know, th and it was just all that beauty that came out of the the madness of lockdown that. That kind of made the light in the tunnel for us and it, it exactly what you were talking about earlier you know that flexibility that interpretation that kind of diversity of now press play you know it draws mm. in all these other all these other skills that you don't really think about at the time but 
they end up coming out as a result of the immersive yeah. experience of the audio, which I'm sure you're probably even exactly the same. Like when you when you see a video like that, for example, you're you guys must be like, oh my god, I didn't know that this this would create mm. this this experience. You know, this is the beauty of children, as we were saying. Their their imaginations are way better than ours, so like yeah. they can make something so much better than than what we can as adults. I think. Yeah. Yeah. No. Definitely. Um... And then what, what some of the other things that we, we ended up making sure that lockdown two and <laughs> lockdown three was they kept on coming. Um, <laughs> you know, that, that schools, you know, how could we still help schools who weren't and now press play school to access it? So, you know, what we talked about then was saying to them, you could try us in school at whatever point when they open up again, because um, no one ever knew if they would at that point. Um, but <laughs> in the meantime, you can have access to at home. So we trained them on how to use that at home package. So again, it was just about helping us to make sure we were still reaching our mission of that, even though those children weren't in now press play, school they they were still able to learn through listening the power of sound the, their own imagination even if it meant they were at home and you know they didn't have headphones to put on they played it out loud you know that's not how we created it because with the headphones you do get this like really wonderful insular bubble that makes it feel like it's you're the the, the main leader the protagonist even though everyone else is doing it um and that is something that makes it really special because you get that binaural sound effect of, you know, the fly or the, the sounds moving from left to right. Um, yeah. When you said that and you were moving your hands at the same time, I literally thought of my head of like a fly buzzing around my head. Then. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't even have the headphones on. So it's like the experience that happens yeah. and all the children yeah. are like, oh, where is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, obviously, I've actually been in a in a in a demo before with a school, and we were doing it was the recycling one, and they kind of time travel into the future, and you know they're in this kind of dump, and the world's all transformed. Um, and they said afterwards, "How did you get the smell of dust?" <laughs> so, <laughs> I didn't. Like that, yeah. that was you. No, that you imagined it. Like, oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> I bet. I bet there's so much science behind like the the uh, audio impact. And how mm. like it stimulates the the brain. I bet there's so much science behind like you know where it triggers different nerves and different parts of your brain to kind of explode, whereas you probably wouldn't normally. You maybe wouldn't get that if you're if you're being taught by like a teacher because you kind of don't need to use it. Do you know what I mean? I think there's I bet Actually, there's loads I read of kind of research. Report when it was like an. A- I can't remember exactly who it was I feel like it was audible but I can't remember but they were talking about um tracking people's uh uh, uh, pulse and physical response to watching a film and listening to just the audio and then they asked them what do you think you had the higher response rate to and they all said they thought it was the film but actually their heart rates had increased when they were listening to just the audio um Ah, there you go yeah (laughs) it's because there's no escaping is it like especially if you put your headphones on you just yeah it's just there in in your head but as a film you can Mm -hmm. kind of just like switch in and out you right now you right now sam are in my head you're here when you're talking i'm always in your head mate i live (laughs) free mate (laughs) unfortunately unfortunately sam that is true (laughs) (laughs) right so tilly i think i think what's really impressive with now press players obviously I mean like you said with, with the global pandemic no one can see it and obviously because of how your uh, product is it kind of naturally adapted to the, the environment that we've been been living in but obviously I don't know how, how much of an impact this has had on you but what is the future of 
now press play. Where, where, where do you see it going? Have you got new ideas or technologies, if you're allowed to say? But also as well, something that interested me is as a business, have you looked into like getting research to back up um, what your uh, outcome is for now press play? And especially you're saying now that it's within 500 schools. So you've got a good, a good base to build mm. upon that, that research and stuff. Do you have that research or are you in the process of building like a research profile uh, regarding your product and the, the impacts that it has on children's learning and attainment? Oh, let me unpack that one. I'll go back to your beginning question. I'm like, juicy. Um, so so there's a few things that we're doing. Um, so as a result of kind of lockdown and something that was on our agenda, but definitely expediated, is to develop an app um, that's uh, oh, on the yeah. App Store and the Google Play Store. That much closer, one thing I have learned is app development is pretty slow and painful but it is really <laughs> very excited um so we're hoping that that will be launched in full in september and potentially it's going to have a little bit of a soft launch this summer um podcast exclusive that you've heard it yeah. first. <laughs> also also just just gonna say perfect for our nqt year just like ect what about ect lad yeah ect year nqt i'm just saying september starts so feel free to sling us a couple of them apps i will i will you're on my hit list that's um, what we like. so yeah so we've got we've got the app coming um we've also kind of had a rehaul of all of our resources we've been doing teacher focus groups across this year um so there's new stuff going into that that's going to help inspire the writing for teachers to scaffold it afterwards um every year we always create new content anyway so we we have this year uh six new audio adventures that we make normally it's kind of up to 10 experiences um and what we always try and look at is what's in the curriculum that we think uh we would do really well at delivering and trying to sometimes think of like some slight curveball ones that people wouldn't connect us with like rocks or online safety or um uh yeah different things like that that we want to approach so that's always always happening there's always new development there um and then with regards to like research you know the majority of what we have at the moment is kind of case studies, testimonials, examples of work. Um, we did have an impact report that we did a couple of years ago, um, but like you said, now we've got a big, bigger customer base. This is like the next thing for us to start in September as well is kind of really looking at that impact report and how can we kind of break it down and who are we going to do that with? Um, so that's something that I'm starting to look at as well, which I'm really like I felt like Sam was like offering his services to do the research for you. The way he was laying it up, he was like, "Have you actually thought about doing this research?" Because you know, I'm willing to go from school to school and take the data down for you and do it. That's that was the way he was laying it up. I was like, "I mean, to be Sam? fair, mate, I've I've given Tilly the idea about languages, and now I'm saying I'll do the research for her. Like, I can't do I mean, it more, to be honest with you. <laughs> he's like he secretly works for now for his play, but he didn't know. I know, yeah. I know what he's doing. He's doing what you're doing. I feel like you know what it is because I know Tilly. You know what? You know what it is? It's because I know Tilly. I just know there's going to be a director role role, role, now. Now, (laughs) press play. How it works? It's inevitable. It's about who you know. (laughs) Well, that's it. You're taking inspiration from the COO. Prime example. (laughs) She's done it. She's completed it. I'd be really interested to see what um, you know what you find actually, because I think uh, because it's so unique and such an innovative tool and one that isn't really out there. It'd be interesting to see what the actual science is saying behind it, you know, what like kind of the outcomes are saying behind it. Cause I guess, yeah, like, you know, you're obviously getting 
you know, fantastic reports from teachers, from pupils, from parents, from schools, things like that. Um, but it would be great to see kind of the whole, all of it kind of culminated in one piece or a couple of pieces that would, yeah. it would just be able to give you kind of a real like strong focus of like, this is really successful. This is where maybe we're like not yeah, as successful yet. Yeah, we're definitely at that point where that data is what we need next. Um, you know, we've proven, we've worked really hard. We had kind of the workshop model where we went mm. and facilitated, you know, that proved that we needed to have the subscription because a teacher delivering it meant that it was embedded further into the learning. Um, and then the subscription model has continued to prove that the, you know, it really does engage those hard to reach children that struggle in a traditional classroom setting. It really does help in extend their life experiences and vocab because we've seen the writing and teachers saying, you know, immediately after doing it, they're using their senses when they're writing because they've been engaged fully in um, yeah. and their emotions as well you know we've got now schools that have been with us coming up to six to seven years um, you know those some of those children have done now press play their whole primary school life you know um, that so must be exciting yeah exactly and it is it's the next chapter and, and I think it would make it more meaningful for the next you know that we've had probably the early adopters Mm. Um, and so when you think about what other people need is it, some more data driven um, so it's something we are are looking at and actually you know th this is kind of my son's nursery um, asked to use now press play and I said to them you know we made it for kind of reception not not nursery because they use it with their two-year-olds to preschool um, and they're now in their second year and it's been so fascinating talking to them because they've said like improved listening skills concentration children are retelling the story the parents have come in and said oh my child's role-playing at home in a way they haven't before and this is with children that we didn't design it with them in mind you know like and and I I know in some of my primary schools I've gone in and the reception teachers sometimes in some schools have said oh you know I'm a bit worried about using it because they can't concentrate yet and 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 you're kind of like whoa but if you start using it it will do that and these children yeah. who are younger are going to be so much more prepared for, for entering reception yeah definitely um, I think that's a big problem isn't it in primary schools because like that transition from reception to year one particularly and year two is like a real big change for children going from like that kind of you know EYFS role of kind of playing and discovering discovery learning and learning through mistakes and things like that and there's kind of that freedom which you know obviously in some in some countries they adopt it for a couple of years longer because they think it's that's what it should be and then you kind of get to year one and you you almost you cut you you know, the continuous provision, for example, episode that we had with Katie Hemming, she she talked about, you know, how important it is in key stage, well, well particularly year one as well, in that transition period. Um, and then you get to year two and you kind of, they're, 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 they're you know, teaching and learning then, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? You're kind of in that two-year period. They've gone from having all this discovery, learning and freedom to to being like a, you know, sat in a class like a year six. So it's like, it's a, it's a really important i think a couple of years for for children in key stage one mm -hmm. i think yeah it's, it's, it's interesting like you say that um you, you haven't really designed it for nursery but the fact that they're kind of using it and, and using it in a way again that you probably weren't anticipating for example shows that actually the earlier they, they're getting it might be might be better for them yeah i was just, I was just gonna follow, follow up as well on, on on the whole idea of like active learning and like the culture of schools that like some of that you worked in have you 
come across schools whereby they may not have a, a, had like this active or like immersive approach to learning, but through using like now press play, for example, have you seen have you seen in some some schools like a culture change in how they approach things, not just in 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 a subject where they're using now press play, but have teachers think, oh, you know what, I can actually do other things in, 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 in other lessons and stuff? Is that something that's been fed back to you or? Not so. I mean, sadly, you know, we don't get to get as involved with the other, anything other, particularly than now press play. I mean, you'll get, you know, a recommendation for, oh, I use this app and this tool. But yeah. you don't often end up delving as deep into that um, coming in as a company. Yeah. No, it's a sh- shame that. So I pretty much yeah. got there, Tilly. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> and now place schools out there listening. Has that happened? Do you want to report back? Yeah, do you get in touch. If you're a school that uses now press play, just give all the feedback to Tilly. Let her know. Let her know the and we'll, we'll also take the feedback and we'll put it on Sam's research paper that he's about to do. For <laughs> so don't worry. We'll, we'll take the information and we'll take that data for you. Um, actually, I've had, do you know what, Tilly? This conversation yeah. has got my juices flowing. I'm telling you because my mind. I've had a great idea for a for a thing, right? I'm big on sustainability, right? I'm big on climate change. If she's done this, sign me up now immediately to now press play. <laughs> uh, have you thought about doing an immersive experience as a migrant, a migrant child? Yeah, um, yes, we have thought about, we don't have one on that yet, but we do have like a PSHE column um, and that those are, that's an area that we can, you know, continuously grow and develop. But like yes, this, like cli- climate, climate change displacement for a child yeah. and like being a refugee, I reckon that would be a fascinating life experience for, for kids to understand because no. no one really understands that unless you're a refugee yourself. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you know, we will never understand it. Yeah. Put the headphones on me now. I want to know. I want to know exactly what it's like. I can imagine it's pretty ruthless. That would that would be quite a hard one to do. But yeah, I mean, you, you know, something that we always try and do is, you know, we try and make everything in the story as real as possible without mm. taking it to the to the very you know the depths of darkness. Which <laughs> you know, you know, it's like when you watch films with your children, like you know, they deal with certain situations that can be challenging, and I think allowing them to experience something in a very safe space that they can talk about with a teacher afterwards is really important. Um, you know, so being able to empathize what it's like to be ex-child and being displaced, you know, mm. is really valuable because that will help them go a long way in life. Absolutely. There you go. See, there's a collaborative effort between now press play and the teacher of tomorrow. This is what we do. We you come here. I'm not the podcast going. Yeah, business consultants now, right? Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, you, know you can I mean? employ us if you want. Yeah, you can yeah. employ us if you want. We're I'm cheap. not bothered Very if cheap. I'm unemployed come September. I'm not bothered if I don't have a teaching job. It's fine. I've got consultancy work right here. We're yeah. Not, <laughs> fine. I'm happy. I'm, I'm, crea- I'm creating experiences for children already. In an, hour, in an hour, I've already created one. So, I mean, imagine what I could do in a day, a week. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> you know, we're going to get to this. We've got this new section which Sam is the creator of. Mm-hmm. We've, had little, we've had a little rebrand. Well, not a rebrand, yeah. but we're going to push the brand a little bit more. And I'm going to let you have this last little little bit, Sam, because this is your little idea in the podcast, little section of the podcast, which I want you to take over. All right, okay. Well, basically, our name is Te- The Teachers of Tomorrow, and we we love the name and we we want it to mean something as well like me and matt are, are huge on 
making a change to education and doing things differently in education, like the conversation we've had today on active learning. Matt is huge on sustainability, but as well with the people that we've had previously on our podcast, we're all about com- uh, difficult conversations, inclusion, diversity, social equality, that we want to be the change to education that actually makes good people and good citizens. Now, mm. you know a little bit about me and Matt in regards to the teachers tomorrow and who we are, but we want we want you to answer for us. What does it mean to be a teacher of tomorrow? That is the question. What does being a teacher of tomorrow mean to you? I I would say you got to be someone who inspires. You got to find the joy in the learning and be able to see the world through the eyes of our future generation. Oh yes, that, that is, is what I want to hear. That's why we get you on. That's why we get people like you on, Timmy, for stuff like that. That's exactly why. Um, but I have to say, absolutely spot on. I think yeah. in that in that short little phrase, you nailed it perfectly. I think we do have to see the eyes through the children of the future. They are they are what we are leaving behind almost. You know what I mean? They're the ones that are picking up our pieces. Um, so, yeah, for us to be able to think like them, I think it's a really important skill, and especially as a teacher, I think you can almost get, well, we've had many a conversation about long-term thinking and things like that, which we are not going to get into now, but <laughs> that process of that process of thinking way beyond our lifetime, I think is yeah. really important, especially in a, in a teaching role. Um, so yeah, great response, Tilly. I'm, I'm impressed. And like, as teachers, you are the people that, that you remember, you know, like my primary school teacher, Catherine and Mary the Head and Mark Pattenden and Karen Palmer are people that are imprinted in who I am and make up the re- choices I've done. So, you know, the job that you do is just so incredibly special. So you're going to make amazing teachers. Well, I hope so, Tilly. Yeah. Thank you. And shout out first. to them teachers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was gonna, I, need, I need an interview. I need an interview first. I've got a job. <laughs> uh, shout out to them teachers for doing such a great job with with Tilly over here. Well done. I'm impressed. See, um, listen, Tilly. It's an absolute pleasure to get you on, um, guys. That are listening, guys that are following us on Twitter or Instagram, do go over to, to Twitter and check out now. Press play. Um, using the using the handle at now press play um, do go check them out do get in touch with tilly drop a dm um you know if you're interested in getting your school on board like you say you've listened Pretty to this you would have heard how to you would have heard how to get the trial um as we found out as well so there you go uh, exciting things to come but for me yeah i just uh get in touch with you connecting with you it's been brilliant um i think you're inspiration yourself you know i could listen to you all day um and i think the the innovation of now press play the opportunity it gives children um from all levels backgrounds um and bridging that gap i think is one that a lot of things don't give at the moment and i think it's something that a lot of schools can really benefit from so um you know for me just been you know amazing to get you on tilly so um, you know, thanks for coming on and taking the time to speak to us too, wow. legend. <laughs> just, just a second that really, I think it's really refreshing to come across somebody who who is an external company who um, has a subscription thing for schools, but is in it for the right right reasons, is looking to make a difference. And like you said, like even the gap within education, especially now with, with the global pandemic and give children experiences that they may never, ever have during their childhood mm. period, which is 
crucial for their understanding and development of the world around them. So honestly, Tilly, thank you for agreeing to come on. Thank you for taking the time to speak to us. You have been an absolute star and thank you for that unbelievable quote. Thank you. (laughs) What is a teach off tomorrow? And and most importantly, have you enjoyed yourself, Tilly? That's the most important part. I've had so much fun. Brilliant. (laughs) I should have had a glass of wine with it. It's been (laughs) Well, you know what? I was I was toying with the beer to be honest with you, but I thought I'll be I'll be I'll be professional tonight. But yeah, no, it's been great. Um, and guys, you know, thanks for listening. Do get in touch with us on at Teach of Tomorrow on Instagram at TFT Pod on Twitter. Um, and if you have listened on Apple Podcasts, do give us a rating and review because that would be uh, hugely appreciated by us. So, but yes, thanks for listening, guys. And uh, Tilly, thanks for coming on. Absolute pleasure. Yeah. Bye. You, Cheers. To get in touch with us following the latest podcast episode, head over to at the Teachers of Tomorrow on Instagram or over on Twitter via at TFT Pod.